is Poison Ivy, and that comes from G. Willow Wilson and Marcel Takar. And like this, this is a hit. You know, I love me some Poison Ivy. I know this out. I know when this comes out because the timeline talks about it all the time. Goes up, all right? Like, not only is the writing good, but the art is amazing. Marcel Takara, you will always be famous. Like, I'm sorry, he is that guy. Now, in this, so, you know, Poison Ivy's been doing her little thing. She's trying to spread these spores around the world because she's trying to kill everybody. Well, she says not everybody's going to die. <laughs> she said... <laughs> Well, damn, okay. <laughs> she said, you know, not everybody might die. Like, some people might change and mutate, but, like, that's what it is. She's trying to save the Earth here. Like, she was like, humans are just destroying everything. This is how we're going to fix it. So well, they've got to come in. She, okay? And she makes that very clear. But, of course, throughout the entire issue, she's kind of like... Hello, everybody, and welcome <laughs> back to another relaunch. We're your host to this week. I am the illustrious Patsy Walker, a.k.a. Hellcat. Ooh, okay, I know that's right. I am going to be... Oh, you know what? I'm going to be one of my other favorite Green Lanterns, Mr. Kyle Rayner. You know what? He, I feel like he never gets too much love, so I'm going to shout him out. Kyle? Yeah, Kyle. He's cool. I guess. He's friends with Connor Hawk. I do remember that. Mm-hmm. That's his homie. But that's he was like wrong. the Lantern for a while after. He was Lance. He was the Lantern after John. That was like his like. I mean, I remember. I, I read a couple of things with Kyle because you know he was a Titan for a short period of time too. He was like had a he was. Donna. I don't really like him, but the whatever. That's Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> wow. How are you this week? <laughs> <laughs> I'm great. I'm doing fantastic. I um, it's been hot as hell here in LA. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've been having like this wild heat wave where they've told us like from four to nine, please shut off like your power because the LA like the California power grids can't take as much what? like power that everybody's using because everyone has their AC and stuff like you know blasting because it's a heat wave. Because it's a heat wave, right? The world is ending. I don't know what's going on, but they, it's it's wild. They were like, you know, please conserve energy from four to nine because, like, the our like uh well like power grids can't take it, so conserve power. But that's crazy. I, I'm faster, man. <laughs> I was gonna say because I feel like if you turn your power off, then it's just gonna get really hot, and this is the what it's you're gonna do. Too hot. So like, you know, it's not like you can have fan. Right. Well, you can. I ain't gonna do that. I got AC in my apartment. That's what I pay for. That's insane. It should not get that high. Because it was hot. But also, why can't the power grids take it? (laughs) (laughs) Why are we putting my money into doing better stuff like that? Fixing that. (laughs) That is like some way. Can you imagine, like, all these people, like, in the office running around, like, the power grids are about to go (laughs) out? Everybody turn their power off now. (laughs) Ridiculous. We got to do better. Hmm. But yeah, I went to the beach though. That was fun. Okay, that's always um, good. Uh, that's pretty much it. Just kicking it. How are you? Okay. 
That's good. That's good. Um, I'm feeling great. Uh, I celebrated my best friend's birthday this weekend. She hey. took us out. We had a little girls' night with the crew. It's always interesting being in hetero spaces these days um, mm. because straight people like never believe that I'm gay for some reason. I don't know why. Oh. And the oh, girls, you're one of those. And the girls love flirting with me. And then my best friend's like, oh, well, you lead girls on. I'm like, how do I lead a girl on? I'm telling her I like her dress. You're kind what of are you lesbian. talking about? <laughs> 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 I'm just like, I'm telling the girl like, oh, I like your dress. I like your shoes. I like your nails. And that's, you know, she's like, oh, okay, hi. And I'm just like, do you not hear what I'm saying to you? Like, I don't like <laughs> you. I like your dress and your shoes and your nails. <laughs> so <it's> like, <laughs> that's always interesting but it was a good time maybe you should go ahead and get you a girl because men ain't shit okay (laughs) and you know no that's going to sound a little sexist (laughs) I'm not going to actually say that but let's move on (laughs) okay (laughs) well let's go ahead and get into the updates for the week um, I will say this, not too many exciting, exciting updates like we thought were going to come out of this, you know, flop. kind of a flop. D23, it wasn't serving, but you thought it was good to serve. Um, you know, people had all this speculation. I thought I was going to get the fantastic forecasting. They, <laughs> they said, they specifically said, oh, um, Matt Shackman is going to be doing it. What's his name, Matt Shackman? Um, they I'm said that lie. I don't think I never really thought we was gonna get the Fantastic Four, and if we did, I wasn't excited for it. I'm sorry, I don't really think people care about the Fantastic Four like that. What you talking about? They trend like every other day. People, the fan oh cast. I am so I think, sick I about to say, I of the think fan people cast. Like fan casting the Fantastic Four, but I don't think they. Oh my gosh, <laughs> I was so ready for this to be done. I thought we were gonna be done, but that did not happen. Um. We did not get the cast for the Fantastic Four. All they said was, Matt Shackman will be directing it, and that's all we got for you. <laughs> like, I think those were Kevin's actual words were, that's all we got. So, see y'all next time. So, here's till next year, another year of fan cast. I but, do I it. Like, but I do feel like that means the current fan cast we, will kind of die out, so... We about to get a brand new slew, so that might make it feel a little bit more fresh. They just gonna pick uh, any woman they see with blonde hair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's Sue. That's how they do Emma and any woman in white. <laughs> it's getting ridiculous, y'all. We gotta move forward. Uh, but before they even got into all of the Marvel stuff, there was the Marvel Games panel, but uh, there, not too many exciting things come out of that either. Only thing that was the big announcement that we were waiting for was a Black Panther and Captain America game, which will be set in World War II. Um, are you excited for this? Let me tell you, when that showcase ended, I remember sitting there, I was like, oh, that's it? I was like... <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait, what are we talking yeah. about here? The cat? I don't know. Yeah. I don't think... I'll probably play the game. I'm not going to lie. Sounds kind of fun. <laughs> <laughs> it's Captain America in World War II, but it hit the Black Panther, but it's not T'Challa. I think it is 
T'Challa's grandfather, I think they said, and I think his name is Azuri. And his yeah, Dora Malaje. And it's like, I'm yeah. sorry, why would I pick that? I'm going to play it. I don't know. And I forget the other character in it. Oh, uh, some guy that was from the Howling Commandos. He's the other mm-hmm. person. In it. I don't think Bucky is, Bucky is his partner. That's another mm-hmm. character. Bucky fan is losing. Yeah. Well, not really. They just added him to the Avengers game. He was the most recent addition there. That so, game still comes on? It is. They're still pumping out characters and content. And they pumped out Bucky? Yeah. They just recently added uh, Jane Foster Thor. I remember Jane Foster Thor being added. And then because I played the game again. And I was like, oh, she literally just does the exact same things as Thor. Yeah, she does. <laughs> this was like, this was like, what? And they tried like, to give her like one or two different powers, but for the most part, it's the same it's thing. Just the and so, like, when I think about Buffy, I think, oh, this is going to play just like Cat. Well, I think he, they gave him a gun. I don't think he has oh, a so shield. Oh, he's going to play like Black Widow. Like Black Widow, <laughs> but with his arm, too, probably punches and stuff. Anyways, it's still going. It's still going. We'll see. I was, I was still waiting on, at most, Captain Marvel. Um, but who knows if she'll ever get it added to that game? It takes so long for them to add characters to this game. Yeah, <laughs> it's been out yeah. for a really long time now. Allegedly, She Hulk is next. Yeah, That's the they rumor. Don't, they don't want She Hulk and, and Wanda are the rumors for who they're adding next. Oh, I remember Wanda's been a rumor for a while now. Because then something leaked. Apparently, they said her name. Yeah, they do say her name. They say her name in the game. Wow. Like, at this point, you could just come out with Avengers 2. <laughs> I mean, if they learn from their mistakes, that kind of would be hot. It and could be. I, could think, I, th- I do yeah. think the game had a lot of potential. I think it's an awful game. But I think it had a lot of potential in the way it plays. And, like, in the beginning, I loved doing the training missions when I would play it. Just get with all the level up. I hated the not with Kamala. Um, I would do like the oh. character specific ones. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> wow. but <laughs> I think that was a fun aspect of it. Um, I liked a lot of the when I would play with the characters that I liked. I think they were good. Cap was good. He used to beat ass. Um, I played with Black Panther for a little bit. He was good. Natasha, she was quick. Not Tony. Tony was fun to fly around with. I like I did actually like the way that they were able to give the characters that fly still their like flight abilities, but they could still like fight too often. Yeah. The characters who can fly, they can only like you're only using it for movement. You can't actually like go into combat or whatever. And I thought that all of their combats were different while they were in like their flight mode. So I thought that was kind of cool. The 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 Mechanics were there. They just aren't really like smoothed out that <laughs> that well. Um, but anyway, enough about that game. Before we get into more stuff from D23, um, there was a new trailer for the Black Adam movie, which mm-hmm. I think looked pretty good. Oh, I will God. admit. Now I will guy. also admit. I will also admit though. Every time The Rock opened his mouth, I was like, Oh no. <laughs> well. I think we've come to expect that, though. We know what we're getting when we look at The Rock in a movie. I, right. I just want to look at him. Don't want to hear him. 
still need to hear him. When he was like, you know, being Black Adam and punching the airplane out of the sky and all of them trying to fight him. Fantastic. I loved it. Did not need to really hear him try to act. But the movie itself still looks pretty good. I thought the CGI looked great. You know, like I've said before, I'm no longer an undercover Dr. Fate fan. I'm a stan. Like, yeah, <laughs> I'm there, I'm there for him. Dr. Good. Fate looked really good. The casting for this movie oh. is just, like, really well done. Pierce Brosnan as Dr. Fate looks good. Aldous Hodge as Hawkman looks good. He Ooh. needs to take his shirt yes, off. He um, yes, he does. Um, as Cyclone looks great. Noah as Adam Smasher looks fantastic. Like, the shots of the JSA, I'm sorry. They're taking it. And, mm-hmm. like, you can tell they're going to have their big fight scene with Black Adam, and that's going to be good to see. I'm excited to see how they kind of turn around and, like, help him in the end, or, like, if they don't, which is also fine with me. But, yeah, they're taking it. I'm excited for this movie. We need to, like, I don't know what's going on at WB and Warner Brothers, but, you know, if they want to somehow I don't think they know. <laughs> give this crew their own little HBO. Well, I don't know what HBO is going to be anymore either. Uh, I, don't I don't know. think if they we, know either. <laughs> if we can find some way to, like, keep it going, yeah, I'm all for it. But I'm, I'm, I'm going to go see the movie. Mm-hmm. Maybe for sure. There. We'll be talking about it on the show for sure. Um, I'll be showing up for Dr. Fate. Um, but I thought the trailer looked pretty great. I'll add a link below for you guys to check that out too. Uh, but to get more into what happened out of D23, there was some fun stuff that we got into, like the Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur trailer, which I thought was so adorable. That was um, Lunella's taking it. I, Lunella is such a cute character. I think the family that they showed for her in this was really cute, and her like being, you know, the super smart, adorable 13 year old. Is she 13? Yes, 13. Mm-hmm. Um, 13-year-old girl who's really smart and also wants to be a superhero, but a little old in over her head, but her family is there to help her out. You know, I like that. I think it's cute. Um, so shout out to that. And shout out to the animators. I know that they were working really hard on that. Um, I know some friends who worked on that show, so that was pretty cool. Um, also, there was the big reveal of the Thunderbolts cast. Now, um, Bucky stands back up. It's looking a little the same. <laughs> yes. It's looking a little same. All those characters are just Super Soldier number 13. But I liked it. I don't know. I feel like it's hot. Of course you, you did. Your, you got Yelena in the front with her goggles on looking good. You got Red Guardian over there to the side. You got Ghost coming back. She was hot in that Ant-Man movie. Um Bucky, his little goal, he's, you know, him and Yelena might have a little thing going on so because he can't do it with Nat because she's dead. Um, Julia Louise Dreyfus looks good. It's given like... You also have, but you missed out that there also is um, uh, John Walker is there as U.S. agent and we got that version of Taskmaster there. Yeah. Which I, I just, they I could fix. They could just completely... <laughs> <laughs> That's why I did it. What do you mean? <laughs> I get it. I wouldn't want to mention it either. Because as people recall, Taskmaster in the MCU was why I ended up like leaving the MCU. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I was don't like, know. Oh, click down. So do you think it's the same Taskmaster? I felt like it was going to be I a hope, different. I hope not. I hope not. But I think it might be. Because I feel like at the end of Black Widow, she rescued the girl and, like, freed her from all that so she didn't have to be Taskmaster anymore. So, like, when I saw the promo shot, my immediate thought was, oh, new Taskmaster, they're redoing it to make it right. That is that is exactly what I would hope. 
Um, and I do think that this team is a lot of fun, and it's, but it's lacking a little power. You know, uh, this is supposed to be, it seems as though this team is going to be like the replacement Avengers, basically. Um, I think the tagline was like, oh, the Avengers are gone. Well, we're here. So like they're going to be who uh, Julia Louis-Dreyfus is using as the Avengers. But, you know, the only person here with a little bit of power is Ghost. What the rest of them going to do? We got the power <laughs> of the streets, baby. We can be anything. A stray bullet and they all gone. <laughs> That's not how it happened. When the street level, this is giving me like street level espionage stuff. They're gonna they're gonna be doing hero things, but not in the same way that we're used to. They don't need to be blasted. They're sneaking around. They're taking people out. They're doing what needs to be done. And then eventually, I do. I know the Songbird fans are ready to riot. Okay, they are. Ooh, the Songbird fans came out. I didn't even know there were so many Songbird fans. Shout out to Melissa Gold, because she got a crew behind her. (laughs) She does. (laughs) And they were ready to go off. But I do think she's going to get introduced in this movie. I think she, from what I know of the Thunderbolts, I've read a couple of their stories. I think um, she is obviously a central player in that field. And I don't think they're really going to introduce this and not find a way to introduce her. Oh, yeah. I mean, this is also probably... Now that you say that, this is probably not the final team. There probably will be additional members that we have not seen in this concept art. You know, they haven't even started like filming any of this, or I don't even think they've even done casting it. So, but I don't know. I, I think, think the team's hot. It woke me up. I'm not. Well, yeah, lie. Yelena's gonna carry. I'm gonna be honest here. <laughs> Yelena's gonna carry again. <laughs> That's why she's in the front. Period. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is gonna be her movie again. I could have done without. Um, Red Guardian, though. I think we could have used someone else as, like, the comedic relief for this team. I don't know. I like them. But I also liked Black Widow. I know a lot of people didn't. I did not. (laughs) You know. But, I mean, some people are saying this is what happens when you kill all of your villains in all of your movies. This (laughs) this is what you got left. I like it. I don't know. (laughs) I think it's fun. I think it's hot. It's giving me what I need. Okay. If you say so. What I did like, though, was the Star Wars content that came out. And oh. uh, Star Wars Tales of the Jedi and the Mandalorian Season 3 trailers came out. Uh, I'll add those links below. I'm really, really excited for Star Wars Tales of the Jedi. Honestly, out of all everything that came out of D23, The Little Mermaid was my most exciting thing. Oh. Because that's one of my Disney movies. Um Beautiful. Also, one of like my movies. I love, I love the movie. Um, and like Hallie being Ariel is like, yeah, I got emotional a, to me. when I heard I her listen. singing. I like actually, I, I started to cry. Like it was like it, hit, it was like yeah, this is gonna be that. This is gonna be deep. I'm gonna feel it. I'm gonna be thirty. I'm gonna be thirty-two in that movie theater sobbing, <laughs> and I'm gonna love it. I'm gonna love it. Um, but next to that, I loved the Star Wars Tales of the Jedi. It was probably my favorite uh, thing to come out of D23. It's an animated series that's going to be giving just one-shot stuff, backgrounds of different Jedi. We're getting a lot of Ahsoka, some young Count Dooku, and some young Mace Windu. Like, they're on a mission together back then. Um, so I'm super excited for that. I'll add those links below. Um, also, we got some info from... The upcoming Captain America New World Order. Uh, they have announced that the leader 
will be coming back, as well as Sabra will be added to the cast. Sabra is a mutant that we know, though I've only seen randomly in some X-Men issues. Yeah. Uh, I know that she is Jewish <laughs> and from Israel. <laughs> um, so, you know, hey, they're starting to sprinkle in yeah. more mutants. I'm excited for that. And they, they said that Joaquin, um, the guy who plays Joaquin Torres, is going to come back officially as Falcon, too, which is, like, super exciting. Yeah. See the, excited to see how they make his suit look. Because, you know, it's green. Mm-hmm. Um, they're probably muted a little bit. and be like a little more of an army green. Um, mm. I hope he gets his helmet. I think his helmet's kind of cool. Yeah, I'm all about a headpiece, so I support that. Yeah, I hope he gets to keep that. And I hope he gets to fly. Yeah. You know. That'll be oh I my god, they'll be flying to together. It's gonna be together, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they gotta be able to do that. Um, and the last bit of exciting news, there was a bunch of other stuff that came out of D23, um, but the last bit of exciting news was the trailer for Secret Invasion. Um, we saw some exciting stuff coming out of that with Nick Fury. He's like, you know, not taking, um, Maria Hill's calls, but now he's back and the scrolls look like they're trying to take over. It looks like it's going to give, you know, espionage, um, really fun spy show so i'm excited for it it looks pretty good um i remember when this was coming when this was announced kevin feige said you know don't get don't expect this to mimic the comics with the scale of how big it was where all of the everybody was involved i think this is just going to be just for nick fury and just these like specific characters um, which i think is fine we guys we saw the shot of amelia clark too in there which was yeah. like fun. I still think she's gonna be Jessica Drew. I think so too. It's either she's either Jessica Drew or she is Queen Veronki, the Squirrel Queen, and she's like so the same double lady. agent. <laughs> same. <laughs> yes, same thing. Um, I mean, yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot that that was who that was in Secret Invasion. That she like yeah. Jessica Drew was the traitor. Yeah. Spider Woman, she's here, she's coming. Huh. But I'm excited, and I th- and I also I don't know, I still got a feeling like they're going to bring the Agents of Shield characters into the show too, Daisy Johnson and Yo Yo and all that. Mm. I'm excited. Yeah, okay. Agents <laughs> of Shield was a hot show. I'm sorry. Let what? me say. Let me, oh my gosh, yes. So I the first season was a first season. It was fine. It was. I think the second season they really got their good footing. They started introducing the inhuman storylines, and I say this with tire. Yeah, so. and I say this with like all sincerity. The seasons three through five of Agents of Shield that was like some of the best superhero television that we had going at the time that it came out. The way that they did the story and the way that they even integrated the MCU into their storylines when the MCU never mentioned them whatsoever. They made it work. <laughs> and it was just like, oh, it was really well done. The character arcs, how we saw, like, Daisy, she was going by Sky, and, like, how she started to come to her powers. They started to do her stuff. May, called, like, that was a show. They did time travel stories. They did space stories. They, like, what? Did they bring I'm the Cree in and all that other stuff? They brought the Cree in. They were always doing something. It was good. It was really good. I kind of fell off on season six because that's when I felt like, oh, we did it too much. <laughs> <laughs> like, one, I always say seasons one and two were good. They're enjoyable, especially on the, upon a rewatch. But like season three through five of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., I distinctly remember 
like the shows that were coming out because we had a very huge influx of the uh, comic content on TV. Mm. You wasn't matching Agents of Shield. Like they had this thing about the storyline where they didn't drag it on for so long. The results were immediate. They were satisfying. The, again, the character arcs were just really well done. And then like the characters Fitz and Simmons, they were giving you some acting, baby. Like it was kind of like there was this one episode where the girl Gemma, she was trapped in this alternate reality and she had was surviving there by herself for the entire time. It's one of my favorite episodes ever. Highly recommend people go. Okay. Yes, people get into Agents of Shield. I didn't know it had emo- <laughs> have this kind of emotion from you, but go for it, <laughs> it's, <y'all>. like, <laughs> it's good. It's good to be. I don't know what to tell you when Mac like becomes head of Shield. Oh my gosh, he's got his gun, his shotgun at Yo Yo. Oh, I didn't watch any of this. I I think I remember. I remember the one dude who got like an axe. Did he ever get an axe? I just remember he was yeah. fine. Yeah, that's <laughs> Matt, Henry Simmons. Okay. <laughs> and then there was another guy who got killed. I think he yes. was also fine. Or did he, was Agent Trip, PJ Britt. Yes. And so like that was the thing. Agent Tripp's death was like so poignant and powerful for everybody. We were so upset when he died. And then later on in the season, they had this one arc called the framework where it was like this alternate reality type of situation they were in. And there was Trip, there was a version of Agent Tripp there. And I will never forget tweeting during that time because so many people were like, Oh, the framework arc, I think I'm ready for it to end. And then Trip showed up and everybody was like, Oh, wait, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> They were like, what's going on here? Let's stay. And it turned out to be like a really good storyline. That was high. Mm. Adrian Pilecki is Mockingbird. Now she ate. I'll give her Everything. yes. She did. Everything. <laughs> Everything. She did eat that. And, yeah. and they did her dirty. They need to give her her due. She needs to pop up in uh, Secret Invasion. They should give her, like, the, let her be the real Mockingbird, because the version we, they tried to pass off in the MCU, we just gonna pretend that's not, that's not her. Oh, it's not. <laughs> you don't have to pretend because it's not. Adrian Balecki, yeah. though. That's the dog. Look, look back, Hawkeye was not that good. I think it was only being carried by Yelena and Kate Bishop. Everybody else was unnecessary. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Huh. huh. Well, on that note, let's go ahead and take a break. <laughs> if, if, We'll come right back. Because that was like such a shift. <laughs> like, it wasn't even a potential of, oh, yeah, let's give her a name. We're just like, no, she just go back to her old timeline. And we never hear from her right. again. But okay. <laughs> but luckily, the people are hearing from us again. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome back for the comic section of the week. It um, we had I had a nice hefty pool. I don't know where all these books are coming from and who is subscribing to them. I did have to unsubscribe from one. I think Uh-oh. it was Immortal X Men. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> No shade to Immortal X-Men. Um, but I was just like, I, it was like a Sebastian Shaw focus issue too. I was like, oh yeah, I don't want to read this. Oh. But I, I don't want to read right now. I can read on Marvel Unlimited. Like that's always yeah. my thing. Like if I'm not reading a book now, I'm going to read it eventually. 
it's just not something happening. But whatever. Before we get into the main books, I had some mentions of the week, of course. Um, Nubian, the Amazon's number four, came to its conclusion this week. Um, that is so far the end of Nubia's story until we see her again. This was really cool. We saw Yara in it. Check that out. The JSA Adam Smasher uh, Files issue came out. These are the one-shots that are spotlighting the characters from the Black Adam movie in, like, a comic book, giving you, like, their history and stuff like that. So, like, the issue before with Cyclone was cool. This one's Adam Smasher. And it's, like, really funny. You know I always got, like, characters who get big. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I knew his growth powers had to. (laughs) (laughs) That's all it is. Like, this entire issue, it shows a younger version of him, how he's, like, trying to become a hero. And he goes to stop these guys. But he's just, like, getting big the entire issue. He, like, deals with the problem of losing out his clothes. So the entire issue, he's, like, just giant naked and fighting people. And I was like, oh, yeah, uh-huh. this is the kind of content we need in our lives. <laughs> um, sort of Azrael number two also came out this week. I do not know anything about Azrael, as I can see say. But the art is hot. He's a holy warrior, which gets me. He's got, like, these flaming swords. You see him having the powers of Azrael, the actual angel. I know he's also a part of, like, the Bat family. So people yes, who like them should get into it. Um and then X-Men and Moon Girl number one was also out this week. And this was like a really fun story. We were just talking about Nuna, Nuna, uh, Lunella earlier mm-hmm. in her show. And here she is with the X-Men getting her spotlight, which is great. And she's in a really interesting spot for me. I was tweeting about this too, about characters who start out as youth and like what we do with them after, if they get older or mm-hmm. if they kind of just stay in the spot they're in. I think she's one that obviously is targeted towards that younger demographic and it'll be interesting to see if in 20 years, if the earth is still here in 20 years, uh, that will will she still be like this 13-year-old girl or will she get the kitty pride where she's now grown up and we call her Luna? Ooh, we'll see. (laughs) Not ooh. Get into the main books of the week. We're starting off with Dark Crisis number four, and I'm not gonna lie to you, I kind of forgot to read this, but I know you've been really into Dark Crisis, so I know you read it. So tell us about it. Yes. It's been fantastic. It's uh, written by Josh Joshua Williamson, with art by Daniel Semperi and colors by Alejandro Sanchez. And uh, this is part four of the Dark Crisis. And again, we're just leading towards and getting more of like the emotional background of everything in this mm-hmm. issue. Uh, <clears throat> It opens with previously in the last issue, Hal and I think it was, I think he was the only one that went through, but he went through the dark lanterns lantern to get to like the worlds of all the Justice League members. Cause it was like this, the darkness of the black lanterns was connected to the, uh, the dark army energy stuff. So he tried to go through that. He ended up getting into John's world and um <laughs> when he got there he gets stopped by Kyle Rayner and he's like oh my gosh Kyle I found you like um this isn't right I have to help you and Kyle's like you're not welcome here parallax and Hal's like why you got to go there like why would you have to bring that up again which I thought was really funny um Flash ends up coming in and he's been going around to a bunch of all of the worlds and trying to break people out of them um, so he and Hal are going to try to break all of the heroes like out of their worlds. But it turns out that Pariah knows that he's doing that. And that's actually been speeding up the process of him draining the energy. So he, the heroes don't know that they're actually helping Pariah like juice up his right. machine. 
Yeah. Um, and like making his plan go faster. We see Nightwing dealing with Beast Boy being shot. Um, he's like in his hospital, like over his bed, and it's like, you know, I just can't do this. Like, <laughs> this is my friend. He's been shot. Uh, Alan Scott is there. He's like, you know, we need the guy. We've always been told about like, you know, picking up the pieces and being there for the people. Um, and like following people's legacy, we need the person who was the first one to like to fill up and take up the, someone's mantle and follow in their footsteps. We need you there to be there for us. Then the entire like uh, Legion of Doom, like all of them have a whole fight, which is I thought was really cool. They don't really trust Deathstroke because he's been possessed by the darkness and they're having a whole like debate about what they do with that. Of course, Deathstroke ends up showing up with all of his villains who he had been been controlling with the darkness, and then they have this whole fight. Um, later on, there's like a flash to the younger, I want to say younger because they just they are the Justice League now. Um, Yara and um, Superboy and Alan Scott, they're like, you know, maybe we we've been feeling some stuff with magic, like my ring is powered by magic. Um, we need to go figure something out with maybe that. They find this, like, mural of Zatanna, which I guess they say is, like, bad. Like, it's a bad omen. If you have a statue of a magic user, it's, like, a bad mojo. It's, like, dangerous to have. So, and they say, like, especially one as powerful as Zatanna. And, like, the picture, is, the picture is moving, so I don't know what's going on there. Um, and also, like, while they were on their way down into, like, this magic area... Yara like felt something. She was like, "Does anyone else feel these like the whispers and stuff?" Mm. Which I thought was interesting that she might have some like usually the wonder like corner. They're like connected to magic, so. Well, uh, Yara's dad is a god. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Yara is overall, the kind of content. Mm. Yeah, she was like looking at her mural um, and was like, "Oh my god, y'all, this mural's moving." <laughs> um, it was it was interesting. This was a really great issue. The villains got to fight uh, Luthor and has a fight with Deathstroke, but ends up like losing and getting taken over by the uh, the darkness. So all of the villains now are being controlled by the darkness. Um, so I don't know how the heroes are really going to get out of this because by the end of it, Pariah ends up making a new multiverse. So the multiverse yeah. is back. It does sound like this event needs twenty five percent less. How Jordan. Fair. I mean, he was only in it for like a little. He was only in it for like three pages. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that sounds so like I mean, three too many. And we could do without that, but it is nice that the the Hal Jordan fans are getting something there, as well as the Barry Allen fans. The Flash that was here was Barry, so. Is it so. always? Yeah. I mean, Barry and. They're my friends. I found it funny that when they were going through the worlds, um, he Hal is talking to Barry about the worlds, and Barry is like, oh, you know, this was what happened in my world. Hal goes, well, you had a chance to make your own world out of your dreams, and you went with Leave it to Beaver, and um, Barry is like, you know, I just like simpler times. And I was like, hmm. Mm. That's giving racist. I don't know. I don't like Kyle <laughs> or Barry, so like them talking doesn't really move me. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but anyway, they're friends. Hey, they out there doing their whole thing, and 
good for them for getting on the page. They end up going to Batman's world, and he like made this like detective place for him to be a, a old school like detective, and he's throwing like gears. It was Aww. interesting. The design is cool. <laughs> but yeah, overall, I give this issue like a four out of five. I'm okay. having a great, this beautiful art in this, um, having a great time with all of the Justice League being gone and everyone kind of feeling the spot. We see heroes actually being heroes. Um, yeah. So that's great. I like it. Okay. That's cool. All right. Next up on the list is She-Hulk number six from Rainbow Rowell and Luca Marchesa. Seska, excuse me. And um, this book has it all. Let me just say okay. it right now. We start out and Jen is meeting with Patsy Walker in a little diner. And they're doing like their Wednesday dress up, drink tea thing together. And Patsy's being nasty. She's <laughs> she's making a little group <laughs> She's like kind of dragging Jen a little bit. She's giving her files about Jack of Hearts that she got from Avengers that she snuck out from Tony. And She-Hulk is like, you know, do you think Tony's going to be mad about it? Patsy says, who cares about Jack of Hearts? Like, why would anybody think about this? (laughs) And so (laughs) they're sitting there talking and she's like, you working for your nemesis? And like, what's going on in your life? And they're having a cute little moment that we say Jen go back to her job, her law practice where she works under Mallory Book. And Nightcrawler's there. And so Mallory's whole thing has been, if Jen was going to work for her, she didn't want any superpowered stunts. Like, don't bring those people around here. But obviously Nightcrawler's here. And Nightcrawler asks Jen to represent all of Krakoa and all of their many legal issues. And so she accepts it. Mallory gets a little upset at first about like, you know, I told you you wanted to be normal, but Jen's telling her, you worked for a superhuman law firm. You hired me. What did you think was going to happen? Who did you think was going to walk in here? She's like, you got a, you're dating a robot android. Like, what do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> and so um, she tells her also that she gets Krakoa. And then all of a sudden Mallory's like, okay, well, you know, Krakoa has like a ton of legal issues. They got like this and that and that. And like, this is going to be a really big deal for us. And so she's like, all right, this is the game we play. So that was Seems. nice to see. Yeah, it was like a really big win for her. And she That's realized nice. that. So that was cool. Okay. <laughs> And by the end of the issue, he goes back to Jack of Hearts, and he's been going through the effect of losing his powers. And he finds out that he actually still has a lot of money left over from his estate. And his dad has a house in Connecticut that he now owns. And so he's like, I had to go and buy pants. I'm learning how to cook. I'm doing all these things because I can go live a human life now because his powers are gone. His radiation levels have phased out. He's able to touch She-Hulk, and they go get a little bang-bang in. That's how the issue ends. They do have like that's right, She Hulk. (laughs) They do have like a nice little talk during it, and she's talking about, you know, I'm shocked that you are just kind of like giving up the superhero life so easily. And Jack is like, I was never a good superhero. Nobody like ever really cared about me like that. I could have been a poet or something. He was like, and I think it's uh, he was like, I think we should talk more about some people just aren't meant to be heroes. And I was like, yeah, that's real. And so he's like, I think I'm gonna go back to school. I'm going to do this. And Jen's like, I couldn't do it. And so after they touched, and then she's like, yeah, she's like, so you never took your suit off when you had it on? He was like, never. And then she takes him to the bedroom. And that's it. And I loved it. And I was like, this is what I love. I was like, this is She-Hulk. And I'm just having a really good time (laughs) with this book. I do think that it kind of needs to get a little bit moving on the plot. I understand this comic book is honestly similar to the series. That's currently on Disney Plus. It's giving like superhuman lawyer wrapped up in like zany adventures. 
uh mm-hmm. nothing like serious but there have been a lot of lingering plots uh and jen even mentioned some of them in this book about you know who did kidnap jack parts why are his powers being drained all of these things that are going on and like they should figure them out i think we should kind of get moving on that so we can like actually have something else to go but all in all the arch really cute jack hart is wearing this cute heart sweater it's fun i give it like a 3.5 she's still breaking the fourth wall she hasn't done it much in this Right. Uh, at the end of this issue, when she was like going into the room with Jack of Hearts, there was a panel where she was kind of like looking back at the reader. So it's mm-hmm. like, I don't know if that was supposed to be kind of her breaking the fourth wall moment. Like, yeah, it's finally happening. But that was really all I can think of. We'll see. I hope she does it soon. It's always fun. Yeah. Um, next up is Moon Knight number 15. And that comes from Jed McKay and Alessandro Capuccio. And I feel like I've been saying this with every issue this book comes out, but like, I really love this issue. And it might be my favorite one so far. That the last issue, Mark Canna came to terms with his personalities, Jake and Steven. And this issue, we see the result of that. He's in his uh, conversation with his therapist, which the therapy scenes are always really good with him. And they're talking about just the breakthrough that he's had and how they're not working. He switches over to Steven. Or I'm sorry, we see like flashes of him switching over to Steven and Jake and like getting information. He's like, if I'm Mark Spector, if I'm going to be the Moon Knight, I'm going to be like the fist of the operation. But I can't do all of this stuff unless I have information. And that's where Steven and Jake come in. So Steven is obviously like the rich man. He's knows high power people. So he's getting information about the assassins that Mark fought a few issues before. Jake is on the uh, low end of things. He knows the street. He's going to the uh, bars and the diners. He's getting information about the vampire uprising and stuff that's going on in the Chinatown area. And so like we see all of that working together. We also see bits so of So they Mark. all have their, like, their own mission? Yes. It's hit. It's hot. It's hot. And so while that's going on, Mark is also like telling all the new allies that he's acquired over the time, like the new vampire girl, the boy soldier. He's basically telling them about his DID and like all the things that go along with that. He's telling the girl Reese, he's like, you know, I had DID because bad stuff happened to me in my childhood and that's how like my brain worked. He said then after getting possessed by Konshu, that like altered it more and like that's what's made these personalities a little bit more real to other people and like how they're able to operate more um on the different levels so that was really cool they're all very accepting of it so just like you saved me i told you i'm your guy i don't care you don't even got to tell me this (laughs) (laughs) um he tells hunter's moon and hunter's moon is like oh this is great like the fist of conchu should have many identities and many faces he's like but i still think you're an idiot for trying to go fight the vampires in chinatown hunter's moon is kind of amazing and then the girl reese is like you know you've been helping me i think this is really nice and they like hug which is very cute to see that relationship kind of go i was like look at moon knight with his little like psychic mental girl i love it okay um, and then that's kind of the end of the issue and so the next one will be popping over to chinatown so you can deal with this big vampire threat but like all in all like the issue was like amazing i really love seeing all of the different personalities at work i really love seeing how they operate and you know steven is buying his connects he's like oh here's money for you to get this information on these people the two assassins that they introduced are like really cool um the nimian and i cannot remember the girl's name but she's got this dope mask that paralyzes people and the arts killer i like really enjoyed this series as a whole I'm like into it. I would give Shout it to out to Moonlight for going this strong too. Like what? I mean, and like he's his books aren't like super short. I can give you I can I've seen a lot of long Moon Knight runs, at least 20 issues, you know what I'm saying? But I feel like 
after the last few and then this the age in comics where things were getting canceled by issue six, like hitting issue 15 right now and still going strong. And he's getting like team ups around. Shout out to also the MCU for the synergy because I know that's pushing a lot. <laughs> the MCU I'm, does help. You know, it helps sometimes. I'm not going to lie. And um, our last book of the week is Poison Ivy. And that comes from G. Willow Wilson and Marcel Takar. And like this, this is a hit. You know, I love me some poison. I know this out. I know when this comes out because the timeline talks about it all the time. Goes up. All right. Like not only is the writing good, but the art is amazing. Marcel Takara, you will always be famous. Like I'm sorry, he is that guy. Now, in this, so you know, Poison Ivy's been doing her little thing. She's trying to spread these spores around the world because she's trying to kill everybody. Well, she says not everybody's gonna die. (laughs) (laughs) She says Well, damn, okay. <laughs> she said, you know, not everybody might die. Like, some people might change and mutate, but, like, that's what it is. She's trying to save the Earth here. Like, she was like, humans are just destroying everything. This is how we're going to fix it. So oh, they've got to come in. She, okay. And she makes that very clear. But, of course, throughout the entire issue, she's kind of, like, dealing with the ramifications of that and, like, her own humanity. So here, she gets a job at basically what is Amazon you could say and she's like packing stuff up (laughs) and she has this boss he is this horrible man and he's like sexually harassing some of the girls there and poison ivy is talking about how she wants this packaging job because she can spread her spores throughout the packages that go all across the world that'll spread into toxins that'll kill all the people and like get the work done so while she's doing this she sees like the boss harassing one of the girls and she's like you know somebody should do something about that guy and all these people are talking about how they're always overworked and they've been going to unions or they tried to uh, form a union and how they've gone to HR and they've done all this stuff and nothing seems to work and so she, she's like okay I'll be right back so she goes in she kicks the door down she like attacks the guy with her spores and stuff like that she's like you're gonna write an email letting everyone know how you've like been sexually harassing these people you're gonna give them all going views how they deserve this this and that and he's like what are you talking about she's like you're gonna be dead in 10 minutes so you need to do it quick <laughs> and so he tries to go on this spiel about, you know, oh, life's bad, and I just, you know, did bad things, because whatever, and she's like, okay, send it, then he's dead, and then she goes back, and she tells the worker, she's like, you know, he's not going to be a problem, today might have actually been his last day, and <laughs> the black girl who he was harassing, she's like, kisses Poison Ivy, oh and she's like, you want to get out of here, and Ivy's like, okay, and so they leave, <laughs> and <laughs> Basically, the entire issue, all of Ivy's narration is a letter that she's writing to Harley. So as she is she having sex, <laughs> <laughs> as she is forming a relationship with this other woman, she's talking in this narration about how she is thinking about Harley the whole time. And, you know, is that a bad cliche? Oh, toxic. <laughs> <laughs> And she's also talking about how it makes her realize that she wants to live and whatever's in her is killing her. And like, she kind of feels bad about what she's doing. And there's also like Marcio Takar's paneling layout is like really cool. And it's like, (laughs) it's kind of shameful because you see it's like Harley, a vision of Harley sitting up against the wall, waving and in the shadows behind her on the wall, you see like Ivy and this woman. 
and you know that's when Harley uh, Ivy's talking about like I'm thinking about you the whole time and so like Harley's just watching him it is so awkward and I'm like oh my gosh toxic <laughs> <laughs> wow who knew Ivy was like this um Harley did probably but nonetheless Harley, that's probably why she like her they both toxic together uh-huh always um but she talks about that and then uh then she gets attacked with the girl hmm. and she, it's this little monster thing that has been following her throughout the last few issues and he talks about how the green man has come back for her uh pamela and that's that and she's like okay i gotta get out of here the girl's like wait don't go but she's like it's dangerous for you if i stay one of the things she was really doing while they were forming a bond was holding back the spore so she wouldn't infect the girl and she's like you know it's again playing into that whole she yeah, she is trying to kill everybody but she's not really trying to kill everybody so mm. i think it's just been a really good story for ivy something that she needs i'm really enjoying it again this is the series that got extended because of the great reviews i would continue to give like i honestly think i would give this like a five out of five i love this issue the page where she is attacking what well, i'm saying she is getting rid of the boss she like makes this big just flower, vine, ivy form thing. It just looks so good. Mm-hmm. Like, it just looks so good. Marshall Picard's killing it. Willow's killing it. I love this book. Shout out to Poison Ivy. I feel like she hasn't really gotten her due in a long time. So, yeah. Good, so for her. It's good for her. And those are the books of the week. All right. Boom. Well, let's go ahead and take a break and then we'll come right back. Okay. You're oh, wait, waiting. no. You got to do a book club. Yeah. Actually, we're not going to take a break because um, we got to talk about that lady. <laughs> Which one? Emma Frost. Oh. Uh, so, were we just talking about her last week? We were. Well, I have to reiterate now that, like, I don't think I like her. <laughs> I, <don't> think this. <laughs> I don't think I ever really liked her. Um but I think this new X-Men reread has really like opened my eyes to it. I think for me, she's always kind of been quips and outfits to me. Like, okay, cool. But those things are not even doing it for me anymore. And now that I'm seeing more of like her character, she's a nasty lady and yeah. does not deserve <laughs> at all. Um, so we do get in... The start of this run that we were reading with 34 through 36, it's the um, rescue mission, basically, of X... I don't want to call her X-23, because that's what she was back then, but she's Wolverine now. But Laura and um, Hellion were going to go rescue Mercury. Um, we get some flashbacks of her, how she got her powers, um, and now she's being experimented on, and um, they, like, take her skin and, like, the metal off of her skin to try to put on these beasts that they were going to have, um, like, attack all these people, and Hellion and Laura go off and go and save her. They also get some blossoming of the Hellion and Laura relationship, which I'm not that big of a fan of, because, I don't know, I've always kind of saw Laura with a girl, and I like Hellion with really? Windancer. Mm-hmm. Hellion and Windancer is hot. Um, Hellion and Laura, I don't know. This is also another reason that you have like issues with the new X-Men in their age because they'll still try and paint Hellion as like one of the kids. Yeah. But it's like not if he was dating Laura. <laughs> that don't make sense. Yeah. Also with these kids, so like the next issue, right? So we get all the cool we got some cool stuff with with Hellion. I thought he got some really cool power moments, whatever. Now we get into the 
last bit of this, and it's like the prelude to this magic arc that I'm allegedly yeah. going to like. The and iconic. um <laughs> these these kids are like sitting around this campfire getting the story told to them by blindfold and they are all annoying <laughs> all of How them are they annoying? and i think it's because like i keep trying to compare these these groups of kids like the new x-men to other younger kids that i do like um and i think i like those other kids because they have lives outside of just being teenagers like they come together and they come together and become a team and do superhero stuff and they have lives outside of that outside of just being around each other and just being teenagers all these kids do is just like act like tropes well they're at a boarding school what's the what's they don't have no, they don't have no, they don't have no life outside of that some of them do Serge had a job she worked Serge at the coffee did. shop but well, see that's another thing this issue now we got like Remember how I said before we needed the culling and we was like, it's too many of them? Yes. Uh-huh. You need it's another still, one? <laughs> <laughs> Is that what you're trying to say? No, no I don't want to say. I don't want to say. There's only that. like 20 left. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't. But maybe. <laughs> um, I don't know. I think that that was again i think that was needed you were just talking earlier about how things got too dark and now here they are being kids again they're getting a chance to feel like some type of semblance of uh, normality and like oh yeah we're just mutants at the school again like here's the scary story that we're being told which is about to launch them into another storyline that will torment them and cause them mass trauma (laughs) but which i guess yes will come (laughs) you just roast the marshmallows and well they're around this given this story and also i'm not the biggest fan of scotty young's interiors i think some of his covers are cool i thought his interiors were really good during this arc like for this whole like little storyline that he was a part of and i think it fit for this tone of the story like the mm. young kids, it was energetic, it was kinetic, like the expressions were really on. The scene where like they're kissing and Lo is like drama and like. Mm. Actually, that one hasn't happened yet. That's later, but still, I'm not really feeling it. <laughs> and then when they get, like, they all get, end up getting taken to limbo because um like amanda sefton was the ruler of limbo but she got easily defeated by blasco <laughs> then she's like back in or back on earth and all she says is, like he's back or something but they get sucked into limbo and automatically we see just like most of them are kind of useless <laughs> because they don't <laughs> have any way to get out like david gets stabbed because what is he gonna do? What is Prodigy gonna do? He can fight now. He Thank didn't you. in this. Because <laughs> well, he, he got stabbed. I'm pretty sure if he, he would have knew what was going on, he would have been fine. A, a fighter would know if something was gonna happen, like you know, <laughs> something no, out. There is a different thing. They were getting kind of waxed by Belasco, except the queens, Mercury and Dust. Yeah. They came through. <laughs> okay and they came through together and was like you know we can handle some out. of this 
Yeah, and I don't know. I also don't want to hear it about, you know, oh, they're kids or whatever because because the New Mutants and Magic were kids when they fought Belasco and they handled it. Okay, and how do you know? We're about to go into the arc with these kids, so how do you know they're not going to handle it? We'll see. Girl, you I got them know. as they were ambushed. They were just sucked into a portal, taken by surprise. You, you act like the X-Men always came out swinging. T, that's fair. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. Like the girls have gotten beat. <laughs> the girls have gotten beat. That's all I'll say. <laughs> that's fair. We'll see what happens next. We are going to have Hellion and Laura. They're trying to get their way back over there to go and help them. But obviously, like the Sentinels are on the campground and won't let them leave, which is such a wild yeah, thing that to was like wild remember time. that was. What what was going on back then? Like decimation. Ooh, that was a. <laughs> it was like culling after culling after culling. <laughs> what else? Are you gonna... <laughs> yeah, I'm glad we're in this like Krakoan era. I never need to do like a the Krakoan cullings because they still dying. This is true. Do you think that they're gonna get rid of resurrection? No, I don't think so either. I think it's gonna stick around. I mean, it's a nice little thing for the mutants. That you can just kind of keep killing them and like bringing them back. Mm-hmm. And it's a good but way to like work around death. You, and I still think you get the weight of death with things like Araka. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And at one point, other world, technically you can still die in other world and like change, but they also have a way to like fix it if you do. Mm. Well, that's not that bad there. Yeah, <laughs> it's not. That's not that bad. Um, but I don't think they're going to get rid of death. I think it's a easy way to resurrect people when you need to, as far as for story purposes. And I think that it's just it works for the mutants. You know? It's being done well. Yeah. I don't think they've like I th- I I don't think they've well I think they did in the X Force like with Quentin where he was like dying every issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I also feel like that is a very isolated incident. Yeah. I think I do think that these kids bring up what you talked about with Lunella and age. And like, you know, what do we do next with them? Because yeah. they can't be here forever. Yeah. I, do think that's, I think some of them are stuck here. A no is stuck. Um, Surge might have gotten stuck, especially after you think about the Hellfire Gala and her being in that um, the X-Men Unlimited story that's going right now with all the losers, and it's like her and Bling and Armor and Gentle, and they're like talking about the youth vote, and it's like, why are y'all talking about this? Yeah, why are you the youth still? <laughs> We're not the youth anymore. <laughs> like, I was told, like, especially Surge, she was one of the older kids of the generation. Yeah. So, it's weird. Yeah. Damn. I guess maybe that's like I thought maybe a knoll might be able to be saved. Um Pixie got out, Dust got out. I'm really shocked that Surge well, didn't. Anno is uh, slinging drinks at the uh yeah, Barcelona. Anno right? didn't make it. He was in that new mutants arc with Rainbow and that goblin girl. <laughs> she was a goblin. I think <laughs> I think she was like a reality warping thing or something. Oh, well, <laughs> that. <laughs> yeah. 
But he's but how can he be a bartender and be a a kid? Like you I don't I think you are giving Krakoa too much like credit about oh. <laughs> caring about Age restrictions. Like that. Yeah, like I don't That's fair. Yeah. He might be stuck as a new X Men kid. But it's like interesting also because you think of New Mutants and like we've talked about how a lot of those young characters get stuck in it. And I was thinking about the New Mutants and they've kind of broken up, honestly. Bobby's on Mars, Cannonball's retired, Magic is uh, X-Man, Warpath is more of a counselor to the team. You kind of have a core group of them, I guess, of Danny, Wolfsbane, and Karma. But like mm-hmm. other than that, that book really focuses on most of the youth of Krakoa. Like they mix them in and out. The New Mutants haven't been the New Mutants in a while, and that book is just showing all the other young people. But I think the fact that Anol and them are still in that group is just not a good sign because, like, you shouldn't be this young anymore mm-hmm. to be one of these students, to be one of these new mutants. Yeah, yeah, he would have to be, go off and be a part of a bigger team. Did you think Wind Dancer make it out since yeah. she was on um, X Corp? She's made it out, but, like, it's a weird transition. I think she needs, like, a better place. But, like, Sophia also is a different case because she was out before, long before this when they depowered her. And then she went and became a new warrior. That's right. She made it out. Shout out to that. So, uh... I mean, that kind of kept her... I mean, it kept her going and it kind of moved her away from just being a student. Because now she... Look, she popped up as a marauder. She was say, and I think again, but she was also one because she was so separated for so long, even without the power. Like when you brought her back in, it's like you don't, a you don't have that group of students anymore, so you can't put her with those students. But it's also like, even if you did put her back, it would just be awkward. She would feel out of place. She wasn't there for so long. You got to put her somewhere else. She got to be on X Corp. She got to be in Marauder. Mm-hmm. What's she gonna talk to Helen about? He's he's mean. <laughs> he was a lot better in this. He was like kind of um, telling Laura like you can't kill people and like was really really big there for her and I liked this is the Hellion I know and like it looked well, like he had like grown he from being nasty. for his girls no he he, he simps for his girls but he's mm-hmm. a nasty person he comes back later don't worry okay <laughs> <laughs> maybe I kind of like him a little nasty <laughs> but that was that I don't know I think the new X Men. It's weird. And even someone like Gentle. Gentle shouldn't have been talking about the youth mode. That is true. He's like Alpha as a Wakandan spy now. Like he's yeah, you know, traitor. a little older now, right? <laughs> well, no. Apparently not. They put him back to school. And it's weird because even when you think about that X-Men Unlimited story, he says it. He's like, oh, I was an X-Men for a little bit when he was on the team with Gene. And oh, yeah. Like, yeah. So I was like, why are you over here? <laughs> Huh. I think that's just people putting him with those other kids because that's what they remember him with, but he can move on. Yeah. We'll see. What are you going to do? All right, y'all. Well, let's go ahead and take a break and then we'll come right back. Because he's so angry all the time. Yes. Mm, he's a nasty man. But that's her boy. No. They she been was together. somebody like they would go, she was somebody that they would like, you know, 
go shopping sometimes together or like smoke weed and go see a movie. Not him. He's going to be nasty. I don't know. North Star, that's kind of like a combo. No, it is not. I don't know. But anyway, welcome back (laughs) (laughs) for this week's Another Watch as we talk about the newest episode of She-Hulk. Yes. So century. Episode four. Shout out to the MCU for kind of doing something a little better for their phase four. She-Hulk is taking it. At least for the end of it. Um, is this series before we get into the episode? Is this series not six episodes? I mean, eight episodes. Six episodes. I, normally six episodes, I right? Thought they normally are six episodes. Um, and I thought this was. I only asked because. Oh, this is show. this is going to be nine episodes long. Oh, okay. See, that makes more sense. I was going to say that I saw on Twitter they released a mid-season trailer, and I was like. We only got two episodes left, so I think <laughs> But that makes more sense. Okay. Oh, okay. I'm excited. Yay. Yeah, nine episodes. Well, good times. Good times. Um, this was another really good issue. Oh, issue, excuse me. Episode of the show. I actually think this might be my favorite episode so far. And, like, when you think about the Marvel formula, I guess that isn't really surprising. Episode four usually kind of hits. And this one, we got to see Jen doing her thing. Being I don't know. That's kind of new for you. I feel like normally you never this because you honestly said this last week about episode three. Did so I? like this, yeah, this is the first time I've ever <laughs> just said like, oh, this is my favorite episode like two weeks in a row. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I think that's that's it. I think like I really enjoyed this episode. I think again, as we were talking about earlier, when I was talking about the comic book issue. The entire idea of She-Hulk as the superpower lawyer getting roped into Zany Adventures should be her thing. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It just makes sense. She wants to practice law. Jen is very adamant about that. Like, this is what she wants to do. She wants to have this job. But she is now a Hulk, a She-Hulk, inevitably. And so she's going to get wrapped up. People are going to attack her. People are going to do things. So it's like she has to find a way to combine those two. And I think this is doing a really good job of doing that. I thought it was kind of cute to see her on the dating apps as Jen and not really getting into play. But then once she jumped into She-Hulk mode, like, everybody was coming to her. I think, again, that was something that was very true to the comics of Jen saying, that she used to feel a little bit insecure as Jen, and that's why she wanted to be She-Hulk all the time, because she felt more powerful, more sexy, things like that. And then she just felt like she got more reason to do the things that she wanted to do. She wanted to be a hot girl, but she felt like Jen had to be kind of subdued, lawyer, straight edge, whereas She-Hulk was like, I don't have to do that. (laughs) (laughs) And nobody could tell me otherwise. Exactly. Um, I thought the inclusion of Wong this episode was really well done. And, you know, he's been filling kind of that Colson role that he had early in the um, MCU era and popping up all over the place. And I thought it was really good here coming to stop Donnie Blaze from, um, excuse me, Danny Blaze? Was that his name? Donnie or Danny? Donnie. Which, one is, which one is the ghostwriting character? His name is Johnny Blaze, right? His name is Danny. Wait. The ghostwriter. You're right. I thought his name was Danny. The ghostwriter is Danny or the magician is Danny? The magician is Donnie. Donnie. Um, Johnny Blaze is ghostwriter. Johnny Blaze is ghostwriter. Donnie Blaze is, is this magician. Okay. Yeah. I thought they were trying to do something there. Maybe not. <laughs> oh, maybe they did. Is this, maybe that it was an Easter egg. Maybe they could be related. Mm, His I mean, real name I, is Jonathan Blaze. So, like, 
I but mean, that's probably I, his stage name. Never mind. That's not, not his real name. <laughs> <laughs> so Donnie Blaze is there doing magic. Uh, he's got those little like ring things that make the portals that all the magicians use. And um, he has these people up there. He shows it off with Madison, who was like a very standout star of this episode. Like the way the internet has also reacted to her is uncanny. They love that. Ma- Madison with two N's and a Y, <laughs> but not what you think. <laughs> and like I was actually cracking up at that. Like she played that role really well. Yeah. It was funny though. I, she popped up. I thought she was Wanda at first. <laughs> 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 now you know Wanda don't act like that. I was like, what's going on? I was like, oh, that's not Wanda. But you know, she was there. Um, and so Wong comes to Jen and he's like, I want you to help me like get rid of Donnie Blaze from stopping this and taking the court and all these things. We bring in Madison again. That's fun to see. Um, we also are dealing with like the wrecking crew and seeing how they weren't able to get Jen's blood the last issue. I'm just last issue, the last episode. Because it feels like a, a comic book. It does. It, like, it feels like a She-Hulk comic. Pure <laughs> She-Hulk stuff. And so, um, but of course, you know, Donnie Blaze gets to still do his magic. He starts summoning these little demon goblin monsters that attack people. And She-Hulk and Wong got to come in and help <laughs> Side save note, the day. This was also a, like, Easter egg to... There's this place out in L.A. called the Magic Castle. This one is mm-hmm. in the show was called the Mystic Castle, but it was obviously a play on this place. It's a magic castle, and you do go and see like a magician, but like you have to get invited to go, like by a magician. It's like this weird, like this <laughs> like, <laughs> like weird thing. Like you have to get invited by, by a magician to go to this uh, to the magic castle, and they put on this magic show. Um, I've never been inside, uh, but I wonder if it is like this. Magicians, baby, you better get with it. <laughs> and I'm sure people, if this were, if we lived in like the MCU, the Magic mm-hmm. Castle to me would be corny if compared to like <laughs> real people doing real stuff outside. Yeah, which was like also, and you know, that's a good point that you bring up because while I was watching this episode, that popped into my mind. I was like, can you imagine being like a street performer or like some type of daredevil or something like that, trying to make a living in the world of superheroes and superpowers? Mm-hmm. It's like, why am I gonna come see this? I can go look out my window and see Doctor Strange fighting like something from space. Right, in like an hour, because it happens all the time. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm not gonna pay thirty dollars for this. Um, but nonetheless, you know, the days end up saved. Jen gets her little, I'm excuse me, She Hulk gets her little hot girl moment on with the guy she got on a date, and then he turned out to be a man because he saw her as Jen, and he was like, I need to leave. And it was like, flop. But again, oh, yeah. I think that's going to be nice to play into the story that Jen has had of like, does she want to kind of live as Jen? Does she prefer to be She-Hulk? Which one is she more confident in? And how they do that. Really good. But then she ends up at the end now getting served by Titania because Titania <laughs> trademarked She-Hulk before she did. Um, and it looks like we saw from the preview for the next episode that um, Titania came out with a She-Hulk makeup palette, <laughs> and um, that she already trademarked the name. And I think I think I may have judged Titania too early. I think I may end up liking MCU Titania. I think she's gonna be a lot of fun. The marketing they've been doing with the character has been really good. Yeah, like having giving her on Twitter account and showing the videos and stuff like that. They're doing it right. Typically, like, show. have you watched uh, Abbott Elementary? Yes. Do you course. know the teacher? Um, I can't think of her name, but she was in Parent Trap. Um, she's the teacher in there. She's like the most um, Philadelphia teacher. Of... She's got the red hair. Oh, yes, 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 yes. 
Yes, yes. I was like, I'm trying to think of Parrot Trap. I was like, who was in that movie? <laughs> <laughs> well, she like, her personality to me is what I always imagined comic book Titania to be like. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I that kind of like. Very tough. Tough girl. You know, straight edge, but still get the little emotional every now and again. Protective, smart, street smart. I can see Exactly. That. So it's it's interesting to see this like influencer girl Titania um and not be mad at it <laughs> because it's completely different but i'm kind of into it so i'm interested to see what she does and titania versus she hulk is always hot so it is um that first one wasn't so hopefully no. we get a read i hope they actually do like a real like little match it doesn't look like they will and i saw a little teaser where it looks like she hulk punches her in the face and looked funny <laughs> but i hope there's like a more drawn out fight than just that one we'll punch see. Daredevil's coming, so the plot he is. continues to rise. <laughs> he is. It'll be interesting to see him out in L.A. I know people have a very, you know, like it or love it take on his time when he went out to L.A. during the Mark Wade run, where he was a lot more um, fun and not so serious. <laughs> but, That's uh, not we'll that dark. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see what people like with that. Are you into L.A., Matt? Or do you prefer him to be in New York and Hell's Kitchen? I mean, I like him in New York and Hell's Kitchen, obviously. I thought the L.A. stint was fine. I think you need to get people out of their comfort zone a little bit. I kind of hate that it's L.A. for so many of the heroes. I mean, I get why it's L.A., but I also feel like so many of them go there and it becomes like a very... Well, maybe that's true to life. I was about to say kind of like a superficial thing. <laughs> but <laughs> well, <laughs> as someone who's recently moved out here, let me tell you, you can <laughs> you aren't too wrong. But, but it's like um, also interesting because a lot of the heroes who have gone to LA, I think they tend to be really good stories, but they're like reviled by the fans. Like when the X Men went to LA, when Moon when, when Moon Knight went to LA, that was bad. Ben just Bendis is a mean man for that. But <laughs> yeah. I said when he moved to LA, it was fine. You hated he it. Went to, he, went, well, he went to accounting school first, but like Wait, when there. did he go to LA? Was that, that um that during his champions thing? era? Mm-mm. He that was him returning to LA, but he first moved out to Absolutely. like California um during his, you know, after he le- after the X-Men like graduated and everybody kind of did like newer things. He moved to California and, like, pursued accounting for a bit during his first stint as a solo superhero. No, the I think he went to UCLA? The gays don't like You math. know this move. They don't like what? Math. Oh. I love math. I was really good at math. <laughs> <laughs> I was really good at it's just It's consistent. If you follow the formula, it's that easy every time. Okay. Two plus two always is going to be four. That's why I like okay. it. <laughs> Throw in a couple letters. Sure, I can figure out what that letter means. Letter? Oh, no. <laughs> That's what I'm <laughs> They were talking yes. about, like, fractions and X equals X and plus six. I was like, I don't, I don't know what I'm going to do with this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like that stuff. <laughs> um... I am really enjoying She-Hulk. I can't wait to get more of this. Um, I really hope we get... I'm trying to see how we're going to get more of this, like, the nine episodes. I feel like we've getting so many, like, cameos that um, I wonder if they're going to keep the cameos going or we're just going to keep going back to focusing on She-Hulk 
like her life. I don't know. I do like that we have more episodes than the normal six. And, you know, they announced Daredevil Board again officially and how that's when I had 18 episodes. So it's like, I feel like they're kind of getting it. So I think as time goes on, we'll get a couple season twos or some like mm-hmm. second versions of these solo series and they'll be long. And that's what will really make a lot of them click. Because I think that was a problem with a lot of the shows at the beginning. I don't think necessarily too many of them were bad, except for Loki. I didn't like that show. But I do think they were too short. Yeah. Yeah, so they all kind of felt like, you know, a movie that was chopped up into six episodes. Yeah, um, and the chop was very apparent. <laughs> yes. This She-Hulk is really feeling like it is like meant to be a TV show. Like they filmed this with... organically. The 30 minutes mm-hmm. also helps. Yes, we get in and out. Um love a quickie. Um, but all right, that ends the episode this week. Make sure you guys check us out wherever you get your podcasts. We really appreciate all the support. Um, you can find us at Another Relaunch on Twitter and Instagram. You can watch us on YouTube at Another Relaunch TV. You can find me on most social media platforms at UncannyLZ. Ken, where can they find you? You guys know you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at KenaLance. As always, there's an underscore at the end. Boom. All right, y'all, let's get up out of here. We'll catch you next week. Peace.